This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, welcome everybody to episode two of the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I am your host here tonight. I was also your host in episode one. If you guys are seeing a theme here, I'm going to be your host every week. Uh, I am uh, coming here live from Burlington, Massachusetts. I have three of my uh, esteemed colleagues. It's two weeks in a row I've called you esteemed colleagues without any background or evidence to support Deserved. Uh, no, yeah. no, it's, it, it's We're it, not it's esteemed. Uh, well, you know, I am. we'll get there. Uh, again, this is week two, uh, I'm sorry, episode two of the Movie Council podcast and what we're doing here. Me and my three boys, we, uh, we like to get, to get together and talk about movies. And uh, we're, just so you know, we are experts. You know, no one has ever told us we are experts. We have decided we are experts because when it comes to movies, you just decide you're an expert. And uh, we've been doing this for a very, very long time, having conversations together, talking about movies, having a great time doing it. We decided, let's put this in a podcast. Why is it called a movie council? I'm not really sure yet, uh, but we will get there. It's the name of the podcast. And uh, if you do want to hear more of the history and how we came together as the movie council uh, as a whole, please go back and listen to episode one. I do a, about a 10, 15 minute history about the movie council and how we came together and you know everything we're trying to do and accomplish and the uh the podcast has come together because of it uh so what i, what I want to do now is uh just quickly go around the room i'm going to do this for our first few i don't know five six episodes just so everyone who's listening can get comfortable with the people who are who are doing the podcast here again my name is tim sherry i'm your host i'm one of the co-founders of the movie council and uh, i have three members here tonight uh, the first one uh, is uh, one of my big brothers. He is also a co-founder of the Movie Council. He is the COO of this company and a hell of a, a movie guy just in general, my big brother, Andrew Sherry. How's it going, man? I'm feeling good tonight. Uh, one podcast under our belts, uh, ready, to, ready to get going on this one. Awesome. Another, another scintillating conversation, I imagine. It's a great word, scintillating. He's not, the best last he's, not, he's not the best color guy in the league for nothing, folks. What movie? <laughs> quickly, quickly. Dodgeball. Uh, nope. Jesus. AJ. What? Come on. AJ. Guys. Oh, Major League. Thank Sorry, you. God damn wow. it. You know what? And now that uh, you answered that, I'm going to go to my next co-host. He's also one of my big brothers and uh, the person who is, uh, he is the most instrumental in starting up this podcast. He's done all the work. He's also set up our social media. We'll drop our social media, our Twitter, our Instagram, and our email a couple times here to, tonight. Just so if you guys have any comments, concerns, thoughts, feelings, emotions, anything you want to say about our movie counselor, about what we're talking about. Dan is the one who's in charge of that. He's also my big brother. And uh, uh, what are you now? I don't have the, I don't have the uh, movie council uh, titles up at the moment. Uh, but uh, he is he is one of the members of the movie council. My big brother Dan Sherry. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing great. I uh, I, I know, I've gone through a few different titles. I think we're gonna go with a uh, chief technical officer, maybe. I can get I down know. with that. Yeah, I can absolutely get down. I'll with do that. the recording and the uploading, so I'll be the CTO. You know, mm -hmm. there are seven. Believe it or not, there are seven members of this movie council. Four of us are here tonight doing the podcast moving forward. We, we will, for the most part, be the four people doing the podcast every week. Uh, we might move some people in, you know, life comes up, things like that. Uh, people go on vacation. We have some other people who are, who are more than capable of stepping in, but we are your four gurus when it comes to movies. 
and we're going to be discussing things every week. And that leads me to the final member of the, uh, the podcast. He's the only member of the, the podcast who was not in my bloodline, but he, like I've said before, and I'll say it again, he is my brother from another mother. And he is also married to my niece coming from Charlotte, North Carolina, my boy, Marky Bondurant. What's going oh, thank on, you man? for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that intro. Uh, my name is Marky, head of security and uh, creative director here on the movie council and glad to be back and i hope we uh, can keep this going for a long time i don't care if no one's listening man but i uh, <laughs> just want to shoot the shit about some movies let's just keep going yeah man and that and that's what we're doing here you know uh, again we've had these unbelievably great um talks about movies normally they take they've, they've taken place for the most part during covid for the last few months we've been getting together on family facetime calls and having these amazing conversations about movies and we realized it was time to put this into podcast uh podcast version so everybody can hear because they're good conversations and i think people who love movies will will want to hear this as well so yeah, dudes, um, we're we're awesome at talking about movies. we are like i said we are experts because we've decided that we are experts so that's yeah i've seen a lot of movies Oh yeah. yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah. I've seen a number. I've seen yeah. a number of movies. Yes, I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> More than three, I'd guess. Uh, so I did again. Um, I did uh, explain the, uh, the 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 format last week again. Um, if if you're if you're first time you're listening to this episode two, please go back and listen to episode one. Not only do I get into the history, but I talk about the format for for each week. Plus, last week um, we did had a. a, a amazing conversation about uncut gems which was a uh, a really um, polarizing kind of movie we had a great conversation about it it was actually marky's uh topic last week and it was a great decision and uh each week moving forward uh as we go in each i'm going to turn it over to somebody either myself or one of the other three each week to decide what the topic is going to be Marky chose Uncut Gems last week because we had to have a, a condensed version of the show because the first 15 minutes was going to be about the history. Uh, so Marky took a very, very specific approach, which was great. Awesome conversation about that. Yeah, Go back last week's episode, episode was fucking awesome. Yeah, it I was great. Say, if was, I, I know I was part of it, but I got to say, it was a great fucking conversation. It was great. I had a good time. Um, so this week, uh, I have turned it over to uh, one of the other co-founders of the movie council, which is my, my big brother, Andy. I just want to go through a, just, a, just a couple of quick little housekeeping things, because last week was our, our first episode, and we make a lot... We, listen, we're going we're gonna to make a lot of mistakes, because it's the first time any of us have really done a podcast. So, so many. I just want to just uh, real quick... Um, uh, one of the big things from last week I, I, I knew about was, uh, and I found out afterwards, was uh, I didn't have the best audio. And coming from the host, that's kind of a that can be a problem. But I did purchase a microphone. I think my audio is coming through uh, much better, much better this week. I also made a, a, a lot of comments about. I was saying, hey, Friday we're doing this, and Saturday we're doing this, and uh, that, that that I probably shouldn't do that just because who knows when the hell in our busy lives we're going to be able to. Uh, uh, Dan and his 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 son. Aiden are, are the ones who are doing all the editing. Um, at some point, we might actually let Aiden into the movie council if he stops being so insufferable for, for, right. for a few minutes. We'll, we'll, we'll consider it. Uh, but he's, he's doing some work, and he's doing a good job for us. So uh, I'm not going to put any timetables on anything uh, moving forward. And one of the, also the things I realized was I kept giving some nicknames. Um, me and my brothers here have always been calling our, each other by our initials for, what, 20 years now? Uh, so if any, if going forward, if any of you hear me say AJ, that means I'm talking to, AJ. to Andy. 
And if you hear DP, I'm talking to, I'm talking to my brother, Dan. And for any of you, when I say DP, if any of you have your mind in the gutter, get the fuck out of it right now. DP stands for Daniel Patrick. So just get <laughs> your shit together. If you feel any, if I say DP and you're like, oh, that's, that, that's, that's dirty. It's not, <laughs> that's my brother's initials. And uh, so if you hear me say that, that's who I'm talking to. Uh, Marky, we haven't had a problem with that because I just call you Marky. No, but uh, so, funny uh, enough, Dan is fucking dirty though. So it does. Oh fit. yeah. Big well, I mean, he, he <laughs> is, a, he is a degenerate and he has been as long as I've been making memories in my life. Uh, since, so I've known that since I was about six. Um, so I do know yeah, that. So to be honest, the nickname DP didn't actually start because of my initials. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah. No. Oh no. Jesus. We know, but still, that's what I'm calling you. So, so when I do say those AJ or DP, that's who I'm, I'm turning it over to. So speaking of turning it over, um, at this point, uh, I gave the topic this week to, like I said, my big brother and one of the co-founders and the COO of this company, um, uh, Andrew Sherry, my boy, my big bro, uh, a wonderful AJ. movie guy. Who, we've been talking movies for over 20 years. AJ. Dude knows his shit, been around the block. Uh, so AJ, I'm going to turn it over to you. Can you go ahead and tell us what your topic is for the week and then go ahead and uh, let everyone know what you've asked of us to do to get ready to discuss this topic. Sure. Thanks, Tim. Um, so last week we focused in on a movie. We did sort of a movie review. We gave it a rate, you know, a scale of five rating. For this week, I decided that we would kind of broaden it a little bit and talk about a director and his works, his or her works and kind of uh, break down um, some of his films. And I've asked everybody to watch one of this director's films uh, in the lead up to us recording this podcast. So the director is Paul Thomas Anderson. And we were all tasked with watching one of his films. Um, and I'll get into a little bit about Paul Thomas Anderson in a second, but um, so, the four movies that we watched this week. So Dan, he watched There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Um, Tim, you watched Hard Eight. Yes, sir. Marky, you watched Phantom Thread. That's true. And I watched The Master. I actually watched The Master today. Oh, uh, slacker coming in late. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think fresh in my mind is the best is the way I like to go at okay. it. Sure. So I took a hard eight today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. So, <laughs> go on. Paul Th Paul Thomas Anderson is um, a unique director, and he's um, he's done a lot of great films. I was actually introduced to him in the the late nineteen nineties with Boogie Nights, which is one of the finest films ever made. Um, just just an amazing cast, a well written film. It's just it's not a topic either that's uh, typically done in a major Hollywood release about the the adult film industry and etc so uh, it is done it's not done as well as that right right no not, not at all and so he made a big splash uh with that and then you know moved on to films like magnolia and punch drunk love and of course there will be blood and um where uh daniel day lewis won an, won an oscar for best actor for that film so there will be what blood i like did. yes he did so he just seems to um, direct amazing actors. So the master had, um, which is amazing that the name of the movie is the master because you had two masters like Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman going at it. And it was just a, 
don't know. I, I love that. I had a great time watching that film today. It was just incredible. So what I want to do now is kind of talk about the films we watched. Um, and I want to kick it to Dan. I want to, I want to hear about There Will Be Blood, what you thought of There Will Be Blood, because you've never seen There Will Be Blood. I have not. Well, I actually, the only Paul Thomas Anderson movie I had seen was Boogie Nights. So, you know, I went and I watched uh, There Will Be Blood. I got, I got to be honest, at first I, uh, I came across the porn parody, There Will Be Bods. <laughs> and <laughs> here's the crazy thing. Daniel Day-Lewis actually starred in that too. No shit. And even crazier, like in real life, he just has like an average sized penis. But he is such a good actor that it was huge in the porn movie. It's okay. fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going, now we're I see it. Here. Yeah, you can, you can tell it's 4th of July weekend. We've, we've started Boom. early today. This is good. Right. Mm-hmm. But getting Some back to There Will Be Blood, oh. man, like, it was quite the fucking journey, that movie. Mm. Like, from... It, it, and it was, again, like I was saying earlier, it's a very complicated movie. Oh, Dan, yeah. can I stop you one second? Spoilers mm-hmm. abound, everybody. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Spoil, spoilers abound. Yes. If you've not seen any of these four films... Um, and you don't want to know how it ends, uh, turn this off right now. Yes. Go watch the movies and then come back. Yeah. Damn. That, that should be yeah. uh, a label here. on all of our episodes, I would think, because we're not going to talk about a movie and not talk about the big drops. Right. You know, yeah. right. We're going to exactly. talk about every part of it. Absolutely. So. All right, Dan. Sorry to interrupt. But, um, but you know, I found uh, Daniel Plainview's journey to be very interesting and very complicated. Uh, you know, there was the part where he had to send his son away. And you want to think he's an asshole for it. But at the same time, that same son tried to light them on fire. Mm. So you almost kind of <laughs> right. feel for him. Like, what else are you going to fucking do? But it was a shitty thing to do to send the kid away. And it seemed, at least to me, that... uh you know, he had this attachment to a family member. And when the, the fake, bro- well, the brother, which turned out to be a fake brother, showed up, it seemed easier for him to let the kid go. And then when he put a fucking bullet in the fake brother's head, yeah, he had to bring his son back because he needed something, you Damn. know. Like, at, at all points, he needed a, like, a family member to ground him. And... You know, as we see at the end, once his son leaves him and he has no one to ground him, he, you know, murders someone. (laughs) And he, you know, he lost that grounding and lost himself as well. And, you know, like I said, I, it, it was a, he was a complicated man and he was a piece of garbage. But at the same time, I kind of got where he was coming from, you know? It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I need to rewatch that because uh, some of the stuff you just said, I don't remember. I think the first time I watched that was when I was in college and I uh, was expecting something different, mostly because of the title, There Will Be Blood. I think I remember the trailer was showing some of the uh, more actionable moments of the movie. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as a college kid watching that movie, I was like, this is slow. Yeah, there's it, not, it there's is not a, a lot slow burn. Yeah, for sure. yeah, you you have to be patient through that movie. So I need to I need to rewatch that and give it my full attention because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's powerful. I know that. 
Yeah, and his uh, performance was top notch. Yeah, if, said, if I if, if I can go one second on it, um, please. It, it is uh, it, it's a great movie. Uh, Slow Burn is the absolute perfect uh, description of that movie. It, it takes a bit. It's it's an amazing story when you really think of everything that goes on. Um, but the thing that stands out for me is Daniel Day Lewis. My God, God, he that movie. Else. I remember, I remember, I saw that movie in the theater when it came out, and I was actually haunted for like two, three days afterwards because he actually really channeled. Um, if you guys have seen Gangs in New York, he really uh, yes. channeled Bill the Butcher in that. Yes, and yeah. uh, oh my God, like that final scene, the intensity when he when he has when he has Paul Dano. Uh, That's in, the right like, word. In, yeah, I mean. He has Paul Dano, who is such, I think is unbelievably underrated actor. Paul Dano, yeah, I think he's yeah, he's good. amazing. Uh, he's got a soft that face, scene, but he's super good. At, yeah, that the, the, he is so that scene at the end, he is so scary. Daniel Day Lewis, remember when he's oh, like, fuck, yeah. "I drink your milkshake," like that. Yeah, thing. yeah. That, timeless like, line scared the shit out of I me. I drank your milkshake, and that's yeah. the thing. When you get a guy who is that talented as Daniel Day Lewis to get him, and he wraps himself into every character that he right. He's played. so committed. That was what I was gonna. Yeah. So unbelievably committed, and those the, the when he the way he was just staring at him at the end mm -hmm. i knew it i remember the first time i saw the movie i go he's gonna kill this cocksucker like i knew <laughs> it immediately because yeah. he had that fucking look in his eyes and he's just and he, the way he explains how he drained the money from that guy and paul dano thought it like oh it's like, oh i got the guy to get bandy to give you the uh, oh my god and he was just like no i don't mm -hmm. need it because i already drank your fucking milkshake i was like <laughs> Oh my, that, that was, um, I, that, chills, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis deserved every fucking accolade from that movie that he got. He was mm -hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. I remember the, uh, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I didn't give it, uh, it's due when I watched it, but the opening scene of that movie always stayed with me. It's where it's, it's silent for minutes, uh, for a long time where he's working oh, right. and a half minutes. It was 14 and a half minutes without a yeah. word. And, and that, and that scene just, where he falls down the well and like, and oh, yeah. or something. but that's where mm -hmm. it relies a lot on the directing. Like when Absolutely. you're not, when you got no dialogue, right. That's the, the director has to really, yeah, telling a story without move, words move is you. Not yeah, easy. he has to. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah he has to so, move you. So guys, so guys, that's what we're doing tonight. This is director spotlight. So Dan, yeah. you know, for you and there will be blood. How did you feel about Paul Thomas Anderson and his his directorial ability for this movie? Dude, again, like like we just pointed out that first scene. There was a there was a few other moments, and again, um, like one of them that sticks out to me was near the beginning when the oil derrick was on fire beautiful and they did like a yeah outside shot where you could almost see like the shape of an eye watching it and almost looked like god's eye watching mm -hmm. this fire burn and then you know you cut to paul dano's character in his church and you know and it, it like it, yeah it, it it stuck with me and again it was the the way it was shot more than what was said so also, i gotta give it up i you know like andy last week was saying how he's sometimes called a uh, a movie snob that's usually by me i'm the one that calls him the yeah. movie snob <laughs> however i gotta say i fucking loved 
Paul Thomas Anderson's directing in this movie. It was oh, yeah, yeah. Give it a, yeah, a, Dan, a five star rating. Tremendous director. Yeah, real, real quick, Dan. Before I get your rating, can I can I say this? Um, based wait, the, you were just talking about the way the movie was shot. That movie won best cinematography. Uh, Robert Ellswit won won uh, an Academy Award for the cinematography and the way that movie was shot. It is gorgeous from yeah, from that's understandable. To end, beautiful. I mean, it's just such a beautifully done movie as far as not just cinematography but the directing and pt anderson and the acting you can say mm -hmm. what you want about the story yeah it's harsh but that's how life was then yeah. and uh i i thought it was an absolutely brilliant portrait of, of the yeah. of life in, in that time and even like just the uh the settings like the color palette like there's just the yes i don't know yeah like i said that like, that one shot that really sticks with me there was kind of this red hue around it, and it was yep. just very powerful. It was an amazing yeah, it just shot. Kind of speaks violence and volumes. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so, if I was to yeah. rate it out of five stars, uh, it's a good four and a quarter. It's wow. Okay, it, yeah, it, I loved. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to watch it again. I can. I can get yeah. down with that. Yeah, I think that's well deserved. Yeah. yeah, I love this film. It was like, like I said, I've been kicking myself for uh, you know um, not watching it and giving it its due in a long time. I need to cue that one up. Watch Absolutely. It again. Yeah, I love I love a complicated character in a complicated movie. So with this, yeah, there, I there, love. There is probably no more complicated character. Than, than Daniel Day Lewis and that. Well, movie. that's that's I mean, the thing about I think that's the thing about Paul Thomas Anderson films is that the yeah. the protagonist or the de facto protagonist, whatever in every film, is very complicated. Oh yeah, I was actually very uh, complicated. Look at Jerk Diggler in 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 Boogie Nights, <laughs> like so yeah. complicated. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, um, wow. And I want to move. I want to move on uh, here in a second to to Phantom Thread with Marky, but sure. the character in Phantom Thread, the the protagonist, Daniel Day Lewis yeah. again so complicated like obsessive to a point that to to being maniacal and like you know it just that's just what paul thomas anderson does and that's why i don't mean to hijack but um no, that you're was up, something homie. that was something that i wanted to uh bring up um because this is all right real quick yeah let, let, let's move on to phantom thread okay but marky you watch phantom thread yeah so um, i'm on tell us a little bit about about what you think of phantom thread and it, i have to tell you first of all before you start talking uh i love phantom thread five out of five i'm i'm obsessed with phantom thread wait, wait, wait hold on hold on marky before you get into this aj yeah five out of five means like this is in your top 10 ever. i fucking love it yeah Wow. It's in your top ten. It's wow. five out of five. All right, hold on. Four point seven five. I was gonna say that's a okay. fucking indictment, man. Like once you dig yeah. your feet in, you right. can't go back. Four point seven five. Four point seven five. Okay. Terminator two is a five out of five. Right there, you yeah. go. Your top, your top five or ten should be five. Everything so else yeah. is not there. definitely top fifty. Like yeah, you, you don't want to dig in with amazing. something. You don't want to dig in with something like Garden State. You know, you want to. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! It took us an episode and a half to finally fucking so, get. So let let you know what? Let's circle back here. Marky, okay. Phantom Thread. Okay, you motherfucker. Well, first, um, I wanted to ask, uh, Dan, that was the first time you saw There Will Be Blood, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Drew, that was the first time you saw The Master. 
I started about halfway through, but I started with someone that is not wasn't digging it. So I did. So yes, oh, what so a for, shock. All, for all intents and purposes, yes. And Timmy, you uh, forgive me. You had Magnolia or uh, Boogie Nights? Uh, what'd you have? I know I had Heart Eight. Heart Eight. That was the first time you saw Heart Eight. Yes, sir. Okay, so this is the first time we had each seen for the first time a PTA movie. Yes, sir. Um, first time I had seen the Phantom Thread, and as I was getting into it, you know, I I had seen all those movies that you guys watched uh, this past week, and I'd seen some others. I'm a big fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, one thing that stood out to me, the Phantom Thread, that it it wasn't well, not they're all different. You know, there's there he he takes such a, a big stab at different lines um, of films, and uh, I saw that he was a writer of this movie as well. He's credited as the writer, but when digging into it a little bit deeper, I saw somewhere that he said that Daniel Day-Lewis should be credited as a co-writer because he helped him with it so much, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and one of you guys had told me that this was uh, supposed to be Daniel Day-Lewis's final acting role. Correct. Um, you know that well i guess time will tell just just see if that's actually true um he's been the greatest actor of our generation and maybe a generation prior and yeah. you know a generation to come that guy's a fucking master he's 63 years old i mean that does, is he I mean, he looks yeah, great i mean i mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's done i mean that I mean he could still no, no, no. 10 years well Fant phantom thread was announced as his retirement film so yeah um, and, and imagine being the, the imagine being the director that gets to direct Daniel Day Lewis's yeah, last yeah, yeah. film. Fuck yeah, yeah, and I think Paul Thomas, Tom, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, is the kind of guy that should get something like that. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is the only other film that they've worked on together? There will be blood. Is there yes. another one? That's the nope. only one. Okay, those those two, just those two. Yeah, well, they do really really well together. Um, the Phantom Thread. I'll I'll go ahead and say it. Andrew, I know you gave it like a 15 out of five and you sleep with it every night. But uh, for me, you know, I'll get to my five-star rating later. It's not the kind of movie that I, I went into it not knowing anything about it. Um, but even still, after I watched it, it's not a, the type of movie that I would normally watch. That being said, it was beautifully done. Um, the music, the um costumes or, you know forgive me the wardrobe um setting timeline um just the script everything was flawlessly done essentially it's just that that kind of topic or not necessarily even topic but you know because the t the story got fucking weird <laughs> yes, that was cool did. that's what kept me on yeah but like yeah you know everything else like it it had all the elements of a movie that my wife fucking loved. You know, she's all downtown Abbey, old school English shit. And she was digging that movie the whole time. She caught me looking at my phone a handful of times because it, it, it lost me in parts. But the just how beautiful it was done, the soundtrack again, um, I think I saw that uh, they did get an Oscar for the wardrobe. Yep. That's the right word for it. The costume um, design, yeah. Design, costume yeah. design, yeah. Um, Which was and, impeccable. Yes, outstanding. Well, the movie is fucking a, about a dressmaker. So, yes. you know, it, it damn well better be right. good. 
Um, one thing though that I kind of noticed or stood out to me, um, and Sam and I, my wife, were talking about this whenever the movie was done, that a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies have to deal with a very confident, unshooken uh, male protagonist that ends up getting shook and ends up getting mm. coming down, right? Yes. Yeah, this is why I keep saying any of you yes. guys can't fucking go on one week. Your Marky, your wife goes on, by the way. <laughs> she is she is in yeah. the on deck circle right no, now. No, but that's yeah, so that's great. so true though. That's so true, but it's still yeah. so right. Well, that's how many a common you, it's a common theme. How many of you guys have seen uh Magnolia? I have. And Love I Magnolia. Forget, I forget the name of the actor, but the guy that plays the character Jimmy Gator. Uh, Tom Cruise. uh, He's a little known guy. He probably never heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one and done for him. Um, (laughs) The older guy, he's he's the same guy, Tim, that's in uh, Hard Eight. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. I was just. um, Philip Baker Hall. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. He's like one of those underrated dudes you'll ever see. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. He's badass in Hard Eight. He's a badass in Magnolia. Sorry. Not to get too far off track. Remember he plays Larry David's doctor in Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Sorry. No, um, I was just going to use him as an example again and, uh, in reference to those uh, confident, overly confident, like alpha male characters in Paul Thomas Anderson's movies. Shit. We haven't uh, – or, you know, in The Master. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So all these all these guys have such like an unshakable foundation that they end up wavering, getting cracked, and then somehow they maybe straighten up at the straighten out at the end, or they don't. Yeah, that um, that, that rings true in Boogie Nights when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You got Diggler? Dirk Diggler, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. I mean he was he was a, a simpleton, but then he just becomes this guy that is, I mean, the, the top right? echelon of the porn industry, and mm-hmm. then yeah. yeah, he fucks everything up, but then comes clean at the end no no again get your fucking minds out of the gutter he comes clean Please, I guess well, the master, oh. the ma- ma- master <laughs> it's more like uh joaquin phoenix but you could say either character because it ends up being but yeah, yeah. so marky marky i'm yes. sorry yeah no 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 yeah not to get too far off the rails there um well i mean this is a paul thomas anderson spotlight but uh to go back to the phantom thread um one thing you know, like I said, it was not a movie that I would typically go for. Um, I did enjoy it. And one thing that I liked about it quite a bit was that it made me feel fancy. You know, like all these, uh, this, all this, yeah, it made me feel pretty. It made me feel like a, an upper class person pretty just girl. because I felt like I was in the room with all these. Uh, and I, one thing I didn't notice until i read about it later is that it was set in 1950s london i knew it was london but i couldn't quite peg down the year oh right the, the right the era got it yeah because they never brought up the war it it never showed any any kind of uh there was no reference to any war anywhere right so, right yeah yeah that's and uh, a lot of the wardrobe was um you know could have been pre-world war ii could have been post-world war ii turns out it was like 1950 um another thing that i really liked about the movie was in a nutshell, one of the first thoughts that I had when it was done was I thought that uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Reynolds, I think his character is. Yeah. He can't stop fucking crazy. He wants to fuck a crazy girl. He can't help himself. That's what happens at the end. 
yeah. he knows that she's she's poisoning him. Spoiler alert. So she's, yeah, he's she's yeah. poisoning him she's and poisoning he eats him. it. Yeah, and she's stare. He stares at her in the eyes and eats the poison, and then they like fall madly in love. They're they're bonkers together. His yeah. life is so straight. He's like the, he's got like a Werner Herzog accent the whole movie, and he's playing this like straight German arrow character, and then this crazy batshit girlfriend comes into his life. Everyone tells them that she's wrong for him, and uh, he tries to kick her out of the house. She poisons him, and then he he just can't stop her. It's uh yeah, some people just want to fuck that crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean for good reason. Sheriff yeah. fucked a crazy girl. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> so my rating uh, out of five stars, um, like I'd I'd give it a uh, a three point seven five, and that's only because that's not my type of film. But you know, it's it was very wonderfully done. Fair, fair enough. Thanks, Marky. Yeah, yes, sir. Well said on all levels. Thank you. T.W., mm. you watched the movie, which I think is uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's feature film debut as a director called yeah. Heart Eight from the uh, mid-90s. Yes, what did you think of Heart Eight? <clears throat> so, um, it's... I enjoyed it, first of all. I thought... It, it's a good movie. I know last week when we were talking about Uncut Gems, one of the things I said was, if I was ever flipping through the channels and I saw Uncut Gems, like I'm not going to watch the rest of that shit. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's insufferable. You know, it's exhausting. It's hard to get through. Uh, whereas Heart 8, that's a movie if I was flipping through, I would absolutely watch the, the, the end of it, uh, the second half of it, or all of it, for that, for that matter. It's, it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Um, I'm going to channel Randy Jackson for a minute and say, I wasn't jumping up and down over it. It wasn't like, like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Just died for me, dog. Right. It was just, yeah, it was just all right for me, dog. Uh, but it was, it was, it was a good flick. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, Philip Baker Hall was the lead. This guy yeah. is, I awesome mean, this, he's such, this dude has been in, a, this dude has been in the industry for 50 years like, underappreciated yeah super he's been in some good shit wow there, there was something i was actually looking up earlier that he was in that i absolutely forgot about and i wanted to bring up uh because he was absolutely great in it hold on one second well, why, well he was obviously he was he was obviously in boogie nights yeah he um, is in uh uh, he's in 50. He's a, he's a role in uh, the movie 5050, which I love. He's also in the Zodiac movie, which I absolutely love as well. He has all Fincher. these like, great, like, tiny little roles. Yeah, right. He had these great little roles here and there where he's, he's, he's great. He's a, he's a very, very good actor. I love the fact that he got a chance to be the lead in this movie. Um, Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. What about, what about the direct, like, what did you see in the direction that made it seem like a paul thomas anderson it was his first film uh you, you you could definitely see some flaws um but at the same time you could see a very very smooth story being told and um i what, what i really liked uh, it, it it's hard to take john c Riley serious these days right really right. these these days but he started off serious yeah that's true yeah just because sometimes these days when i look at paul uh i'm sorry uh john c Riley, all i think about is him fucking eating fancy sauce and kicking holes in pumpkins and shit like that <laughs> so it's like it's hard for me to be like oh i can get invested in this dude he still seems silly 
Uh, yeah, no, he's yeah, right. Uh, and he was he was actually kind of like a silly simpleton idiot in, in this mm. movie. And there are there are definitely moments where him and Gwyneth Paltrow are absolutely insufferable. And if you guys haven't noticed, insufferable is my favorite fucking word on the planet. And that's why I, <laughs> I keep saying it each week. Um, he, he actually, uh, uh, if you actually remember. Uh, Phil Baker Hall, he's actually in Boogie Nights as well. He has a small... He is, yeah. yeah. P.T. Anderson loves this guy, and he should, because he's a, a really talented guy. That guy yeah, can he's convey... Yeah, he's a great, great yeah. character actor. He, he can convey so much emotion with such a plain face. He's got such a, like... That monotone, his, like, like, like... Yeah, uh, deadpan, yeah, like... Deadpan, something. but still, like, he oh, conveys, like, so yeah. much emotion. Yeah. Larry David out. is a... Larry David loves him as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in he was Seinfeld. He was his doctor. He was in Curb. He was in Larry's movie there, Sour Grapes. Like, yeah, Larry yeah. loves him as well. Right. He's he, It's almost like he's, like, an actor's actor. Like, he's, like, mm-hmm. like, right. you know, like, one of the boys. Like, he's one of those guys, like... Bring him in. He's a fucking professional. He'll get the job right. done. He'll the nail dude has it. been doing it for 50 fucking... Literally, I looked up his, his filmography. His first movie he was ever in was in 1970. That was 50 fucking years ago. Hey, he was 40-something years old when he did that. He was born in right. 1931. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's been... Wow. He's, he's yeah. So, um... He's I elderly. Enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. Um, Is he again, still with us? I liked the... Uh, he's still alive, yeah. No shit. Um... I like the fact that um, almost ninety. Actually, if you guys remember, you know, we talk about directors liking certain actors. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman was was in that movie. Remember, he was a total cunt at the fucking uh, card table, uh, like uh, harassing uh, uh, the main character. There, he was a dick. He was in the movie though. That P.T. Anderson. I don't remember that. Directors like certain guys. Yeah, he's got. He's got like he's in the movie for like four minutes, but he, but he's doing it. And he's great for four minutes. Cause and then, of course, of course, uh, Hoffman's in um, Boogie Nights. And, yeah. And the Master. Great in that. Right. Yeah. By the time he got to the Master, right. he was uh, he was on, on top as far as right. an actor. Mm-hmm. So what I will say to conclude about this about this movie was it, it's 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 a great movie. It's another it's another slow burn. Yeah. From, from P.T. Anderson, it takes a little bit to get going, but when you actually find out the his um like why he befriended john c Riley, and you get that twist and then you find out the type of person that he was in the past and then he channels that person in the end we were talking last week about how uh, adam sandler deserved a bullet so bad in uncut gems yeah. samuel l jackson <laughs> and he did a, right samuel l jackson deserved a bullet in this movie about as as much as any character i've ever seen mm-hmm. actually I, I, i'm giving a lot of credit to samuel l jackson for how much of an asshole he portrayed in the very short time Great he was role. in the movie um but I, I loved the ending it was an amazing payoff i loved the little twist at the end i thought there was some really really good things going on in the movie I enjoyed watching it, and again, I would watch it again if it's on TV. Yeah, I think uh, I think Marky has something to say. Marky, well, yeah, I mean, that's, I I love that movie Hard Eight. I watched it a long time ago, and I was recommending it to uh, some friends. Um, and you know, I I got some negative feedback from them. They're like, man, I could barely get through that. It was so slow, or some were saying that they couldn't finish it because it was so slow. But that payoff in that uh, that climax at the end, where uh, Philip Baker Hall waits for Samuel Jackson yeah. in his like hotel room. That's oh man, that was such a powerful scene. He just chills and waits and just oh. sits there. 
um yeah and talk about a character that deserves to get shot and like you want him to get shot oh did that so well it was, um, a, tre- it was a tremendous payoff it really yeah. was it was worth the burn it was worth everything they did it was worth uh gwyneth paltrow being super fucking annoying right like, the whole thing going on uh that, that whole thing where they had the guy tied up in the hotel room it was worth it all for that ending because it just, really yeah. was a tremendous conclusion to that movie sound effects the the setting um it was short and sweet and just a a bang bang you're done he leaves the gun he's out uh, yeah it was that was a wonderful hit done in a las vegas style so tw what would you rate it all right so i i would love to rate it higher i'd love to give this thing like you know something in the fours but at the end of the day it's really just not that kind of movie it wasn't the movie that blew you away but it was really really solid it was better than average so I'm gonna go and give it. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three point seven five. Solid. Okay. I enjoyed it. Yes, TP. So I'm curious what uh, what everyone's favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie is. Good question. Like I said, I've only seen the great two. question. I've seen Boogie Nights and There Will Be Blood. And as much as I love There Will Be Blood. I still lean towards Boogie Nights. What about yeah, you? Guys? I'm gonna have to go with Boogie Nights too. That's just such a fun movie. Yeah. Um, Boogie, yeah. Boogie Nights, Boogie Nights is hands down for me. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm there too. I absolutely. By the way, I love Magnolia. I, I, I do. I That's haven't seen one. The Master, um, and I haven't seen Phantom Thread. And I heard uh, it, uh, Inherent Vice is weird. Uh, oh, I forgot it's about good. That. It's good though. At the end of the it day. Yeah, for me, Boogie Nights is just it, it really yeah. is. It, it's it's his masterpiece. Not that he doesn't have some other right. three things after that. It, but, and it, yeah. it put him on the map too, you know? It really put yeah. him on the map. No, I like it was a second movie. It was a second movie after Hard Eight. I mean, it, yeah. it really I, I enjoyed it. I, I Boogie Nights is yeah, I'm there too. Boogie Nights was his second movie after Hard yeah, Eight. Yeah, after Hard Eight. Wow. Yes. That's that's a strong follow up. I mean um, that that he directed. Um, I'm not sure if he wrote or produced any other shit right. in the meantime, but as far as what he But directed, we're talking director, right? So Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so yeah. let, let let me uh let me let me jump into the master real quick and we can yeah, kind of oh, sure. wrap Sorry. this yeah. up. No, that's okay. Um so I watched the master today. I'm What'd a you think? I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. So last the the master is a very strange film so it a lot of people have said that you know it's sort of a uh a nod to scientology 100 you know what i mean and so i agree <laughs> i totally agree with that uh i think that wait hold on is paul thomas anderson the scientologist no no oh, i don't okay. think he is actually i can't say so, that for certain but so it's not scientology so. uh it's, so not it's, a this, nod this, like, "Hey, Scientology is great." More like, "Hey." No, no, no. It takes place in it takes place in 1950, and Joaquin okay. Phoenix plays this guy named Freddie Quell, who's a, 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 a naval. Uh, he's ex navy. He's coming off from the war. Um, he's not the brightest guy in the world. He's kind of, and he's a drunk, and he's kind of mm. like going from place to place, and then he's. He's got a violent temper. He's got yeah, he's got a bad temper and he's mixing like uh like paint thinner and weird shit to like make like drinks and stuff like and he Torpedo basically juice. poisoned some guy. Yeah. He's just he's just all over the place, this guy. 
Like he's just he doesn't know where he's going. And then he walks he's walking down the street like escaping from this shit he got himself into. He sees this uh this um uh, it's basically like a like Boston Harbor cruise boat sized boat that's docked somewhere and he just walk jumps onto it. He meets this charismatic guy played by Philip Seymour Hoffman who is basically L. Ron Hubbard, right? So he meets him and he's this <laughs> he's this charismatic guy. He's uh he's the lead he's the master of this thing called the cause. And uh it kind of just goes from there and Amy Adams plays uh the master's wife and she's just dynamite in it. It's a great cast. Laura Dern's in it, Jesse Plemons, like it's just a it's a dynamite cast. It's a very well-written film. And if I want to talk about direction real quick, the, the two of them, Phil Seymour Hoffman and Joaquin Phoenix, they form this bond in the film. And it's a very strange uh, connection between the two of them. And they're kind of linked in some way. But there's this point where he's a shyster, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, yeah. Lancaster Dodd. Right, he's this total shyster. Spinster. And the Elron spinster. Yeah, exactly. shyster? No way. <laughs> Liar. Le- so legally, they're in, they're legally, in it Phil- is not Scientology. In, <laughs> right. They're in right. They're in Philadelphia, and the police show up at this place that they're at, where he's preaching his word and doing and doing like you know like t- having people travel through time, uh, uh, whatever, whatever it is. So the police show up. They arrest. They try. They go to arrest him for. Uh, uh, like heisting these people out of 11 grand, this foundation. And so they arrest him and Joaquin Phoenix's character, Freddie Quelle, he gets super aggressive and violent. They arrest him too. And so they put them both in a jail cell. But where I'm talking about the direction is they're both in side-by-side jail cells. And uh, Freddie Quelle's character is super Vi- like he's very he doesn't like being confined in cage. Yeah, he's like so a he's, dog in a cage. Yeah, he's like a dog in a cage. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is just standing there nice and calm, like talk trying to talk to him. And then at one point, like he's like bashing his head up on like the underneath of the top bunk of or in the cell. Like he's just bashing his head off it. Meanwhile, uh Philip Seymour Hoffman's character just taking a piss, like just the <laughs> just the just the direction of that, just yeah, the, the juxtaposition, the, the juxtaposition of that was was uh, was uh, interesting to me. So, yeah. you know, I don't want to. I'm not going to talk about the entire film shot for shot, but uh, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the film. I really, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I will tell you that every chance i get he's just amazing so aj um, aj it uh it actually it so we, we 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 put you to the test right now what do you rate that movie what do you rate the master out of five yeah 4.25 oh wow wow, wow. that's that's, nice that's an wow. indictment right there that that is that is you are, that's like an 85 out of 100 that's you a good are, rating you are yeah. you are digging your feet in that's a, dp that's did you have something to add to that no yeah, i think just, it's a I really really to... good film yeah, I just wanted to say one thing. I want to make sure every week, at some point during the podcast, we work in the word juxtaposition. Oh shit! Just that's what it we, was, though. Yeah, we in have to use juxtaposition moment, every week. Okay. In that particular, we all on board. 
Yeah, that, I guess so. Yes, I'm gonna have to learn that, that word. Particular moment, <laughs> in that particular moment, it was a juxtaposition. He's yeah. taking a piss while he's bashing his head off the fucking bed. Also, oh, but by the way, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I would give a five to Boogie Nights. One of my top twenty favorites. So that's a five. That, I mean, no, that's in your top ten, AJ. Yes. <laughs> he does a slow yes. Yeah, Boogie yes. Nights for me is definitely up there. It's yeah, a, definitely a four and a well, half. Well, I'm saying I me. love Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't think The Master is his best film. That's why I give it a 4.25. Right. Can, can I say something on The Master real quick also? Please. Um, that one, uh, you know, quote unquote, not about Scientology. The <laughs> uh, one thing I did like how they touched on, you know, I guess the protagonist is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's, uh, what do you say his name Freddy is? Freddie Quell. Freddie Quell, yeah. Freddie Quell, um, there is a, a little bit of mysticism. I mean, that's what uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is preaching the whole yes, time, right? of course. But behind the eyes of Freddie Quell, um, there's a few scenes in that movie where you do see like a little bit of some trippy shit. Like Amy Adams is doing that one scene where she's like, my eyes are black. And he's like, no, yes, they're blue. Yes, and he's yes. like, no, my eyes are black. And then they, they do like melt into black. Um, hmm. there's, there's a few scenes where uh, shit gets weird. Another thing that I liked about that movie that Philip Seymour Hoffman is almost like a socialite. You know, he's bouncing around to these different uh, hoity oh, yeah. clubs. And he's, I mean, he's, he's swindling these people out of money, but he is also, uh, you know, he's the nerd that wears a captain's hat, drives the boat, wearing the loafers, that kind of thing. Freddie Quell is the guy that's tapping torpedoes for whatever petroleum liquid i don't know what the hell he's making but then they connect on that uh liquor spirit drink that freddie makes and that's when uh, freddie wakes up on his boat and philip seymour hoffman's like i've got a confession to make i drank all of your flask yeah that was early can you make some more for me yeah and then he like keeps him around what i think was amazing was philip seymour hoffman and joaquin phoenix like the chemistry on screen together. These two dudes, R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman. But these two dudes, like the two of the two of the great, besides like Daniel Day Lewis, the greatest actors of our like this time, like on yeah. screen together, interact. Like they were awesome together. And yeah. they, they, by the way, they both got Oscar nods for the movie along yeah. with Amy Adams. Along so, with I mean, Amy, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Uh, a huge fan of her. A lot of people know that. And it's hard. Like I said, like you were just saying, RIP to, to uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. My God, another guy that we lost so fucking early. I mean, he's, he, he was brilliant for so long. Such was a great actor. Like so many things were ahead of him. <laughs> It's so fucking heartbreaking. If you group wrote, uh, group him in with with Ledger, like it's just it's so fucking heartbreaking Man. for like the talent level to lose these guys. It, it, it's I know, dude. His brutal. scenes in Boogie Nights really fucking made that movie. Yeah, like yeah. he, you know, it, it was a small part, but what he added to that movie yeah. turned it into a masterpiece. What, what was his name? What was his name in that movie? In, in Boogie Nights, he's like, "Why would you do that?" Remember, he tried to kiss uh, Mark Wahlberg. Like, Why would you do that? He shows him his new car. He's like, "I got this car." Stupid. Hold on, I'm looking um, it up. Hold on, it's gonna be fucking amazing. Well, real quick, while you're looking that up, uh, 
talking about uh paul thomas anderson you know and us talking about our movies it's hard to believe that boogie nights was his second one um and a lot of us choose that and you know drew even gives it uh 13 out of five scotty yeah why would you do Um, that scotty (laughs) why would you do that let's just go back to the party scotty (laughs) um (laughs) such an idiot (laughs) (laughs) He yeah. <laughs> was um, wearing like the half shirt, and he was a little yeah, oh, yeah, it's too so overweight to be wearing yeah. that. Yeah. The half he shirt. buys like that new Corvette or something. Yeah, that's yeah, that was it. Ah, um, Boogie Nights is amazing. But so all, all right. the movies that Paul Thomas Anderson amazing. has done, a lot of us have described the movies that we had just watched of Paul Thomas Anderson as a slow burn, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think we almost, if we didn't say it, that's what we were getting at. Like everything is a sure. slow burn. Um, some of them don't even have like a full climax. It's like a, it's like an edge. Like it's like a half yeah. minute job. You just edge and then like you don't finish. But Boogie Nights is just like jerking off the entire movie. Yeah, that movie yeah. is like <laughs> powerful through and through. It's funny. It's dramatic. You know, like that scene where it's like uh, 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 Macy, William mm-hmm. H Macy. William H Macy's in that. Oh, she's oh, yeah, his yeah. wife. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, he's his wife's In always fucking way. somebody else. Are you giving me shit right now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's only the lighting of the film. Are you yeah. giving me shit? Go away. Go. What's she say when she's like getting banged in the driveway? And there's like five oh, dudes around. Oh, you're her. embarrassing me. You're, you're, go you're away. Embarrassing you're embarrassing me. me. Yeah, and um, then he blows her and then fucking he, yeah. brains out. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the movie. Uh, there's like a turning point. Oh, shout out to Burt Reynolds. Forgot he was in that. There's like a oh, heart. Renaissance. Hard turning point in that movie when uh, William H Macy uh, blows his wife away and himself and, and I, I guess the the lover too. Star studded cast. One of the scenes that sticks with me in that movie when they're 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 at the house trying to buy the cocaine. The guy's like throwing the firecrackers. Yeah, dude, he like is the, the fucking user. best. Oh my god! <laughs> Just walking around throwing like firecrackers. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson like create like he creates this tension this like heightened sense of paranoia in that mm-hmm. scene because yeah. they're all fucked up and they're sitting on the couch like these the firecrackers are freaking them out and one of them the, the, the plan's not going to go the way they thought like they're they're just they're just fucking freaking it's out i just thomas, loved thomas it. jane uh i'm a huge fan of thomas jane he's sitting on the couch he's like i can't remember exactly what he's saying oh, but he's like right. give us give us the money we're here for the money and he's like just whispering it to himself and they're like what'd you say he's like Give us the money. Just give us the money. He's like, just shaking oh his hands. God. Like, give us the money. Yeah, you think Thomas Jane's all big and badass, then he gets blown away by a shotgun as soon as he opens that door. Yeah. Excellent scene. Yeah, Boogie Nights yeah. through and through. That, man. that movie's fucking awesome. That's hey, his yeah. best film. So, thank you everybody for uh, uh, watching the Paul Thomas Anderson films and for uh, you know giving us your thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, great no director, great director. I think uh, this was a worthwhile segment. I'm a big fan of uh, breaking down a director. Like I really, I think it, it. And we get to cover a few movies in the podcast, so that's great. So thank you. And I'm gonna throw it back to Tim, and we're just gonna we're gonna wrap this puppy up. Writer yeah. too. Yeah, AJ. Paul I, thought, I, I thought. I yeah. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a great topic. It's definitely something. If the, if you want that to be your thing each week, we do direct. That's fine. I'll, I'll Cohen go. Brothers next. I was gonna say. I, I, 
I might steal one from you because it is, it is an awesome idea to really break it down. It just makes sense on so many, so many ways. Um, great content this week, guys. I love it. I mean, yeah, I had a good really time this week. Guys. Down. I mean, yeah. especially for a guy like Paul Thomas Anderson, who, I mean, he hasn't done a ton of shit, but almost everything he does is They're all worth talking. The, about. Yeah. <clears throat> it's at the very least decent. Uh, you can't More say that about every director because every and you director is from well, quality. In yeah. front of my feet, they're all like they have a different like uh, feel to them too. The yeah, style is what? slightly different enough between movie to movie that, and that's that's impressive as a director to take a yeah, different oh, stab. Yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah. right, right. But every single one, if when you really look at it. They're all successes. They're all good movies. Some are, some are, some are good. Some are great. You know, but they're, they're, he doesn't have a flop when you really look at uh-uh. it. No, almost every director has a fucking flop. He doesn't have nope. one yet. So there's a, there's a few um, underlying themes like we uh, touched on with the uh, male protagonist that's like a statue that mm-hmm. ends up uh, shaking right. and then sometimes coming back in the in the end or not. Yeah. But uh, other than that, they're all wildly different. Yeah. 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 It was a great topic this week. I loved it. Great discussion. Really amazing. We'll be coming back at you um, in a week. We're going to do another one. Uh, I've turned the uh, topic over to another one of my big bros, Dan Sherry, my boy, DP. DP. What are we, what are we doing on the next one? Tell us. So uh, I, I got a couple ideas going. I'm a, uh... I'm thinking I'm going to text my friend Marty. He's uh, he's directed a couple movies. Maybe you guys seen him. If he doesn't get back to me, we'll see what happens. Is that Marty uh, Scorsese? Oh, yeah. You've heard of him? Yeah, I've heard I, of him. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched so, The Irishman the other day. Yeah, it's a great film. So Yeah, well, that took you a week, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if he doesn't get back to me, uh, I'm thinking we're going to we'll, – we'll do some movie trivia next week. I'll, uh, I'm down for that. Some great movie trivia, trivia questions and uh, – you know, you guys can answer them or look like idiots. You know, it's up to you guys. I love it. This <laughs> is stupid, I think. Uh, Dan, Dan, real quick, I, I, I mentioned we were going to do this a few times and we haven't. Can you drop the social media and the email real quick for everybody? You've been so instrumental in, in, in getting together for us. Absolutely. So, yeah, if anyone, uh, you guys are listening, you get some ideas, some topics you want us to talk about, uh, you can send us an email. We are at the movie council at gmail or if you just want to hit us up on social media you can find us on twitter and instagram at movie council pod nice love it awesome absolutely great yeah uh, please, we're always looking that. for top we're always looking for topics absolutely and if anybody is really really interested in uh in loving movies the way we love movies if anybody who listens to this wants to jump on and come and talk to us about movies. We would be more than happy to 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 have you come on and, and, and talk with us as well. It'd be a really really good time. Uh, in the meantime, like Dan said, drop drop a message uh, on Twitter or Instagram or send us an email. That'd be great. We will absolutely get to your your, your topics. Um, again, guys, another another great week. A lot of fun. Um, well, so I wanted to say something else. Shit. Oh oh yeah. Uh, Anybody who's like, what's up with these guys this week? Uh, <laughs> I've been drinking uh, since, I don't yeah, know. Friday night, baby. Two, 
baby, it's fucking Fourth of July weekend. We're celebrating. Yeah, yeah, we're celebrating American independence, even though we don't uh, have any at the moment. But still, uh, we're drinking. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so, if any of us uh, stumble over our words, I do apologize. But uh, another good week, AJ. Amazing topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On with that. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. That was DP, great. I am. I am so excited for movie trivia next week. It and could be Marty part, too. Yeah. The crazy part after that is, <laughs> I'll be on the fucking block. I'm gonna have to come up with some shit. Marky, you're heading on vacation, right, brother? Yeah, man. I'll be gone for a week, but yeah, uh, man. you Listen, can always reach me. I'm not going off the grid. Yeah, man. Do do your thing. Have a great fucking time. Uh, we'll come back in uh, in a week and do another one. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna you want to call it? You guys want to call it? Yeah, let's yeah, wrap man, this baby up. Ready to call it? Listen, uh, guys, uh, of the movie again. council. Yeah, man, great, adjourned. Great you content. Got the, the movie council is adjourned. Good night. Great job. All right. Nicely done. Yeah.